You loved him in Air Bud. Now get ready to love a different dog playing him in Air Bud 2, Golden Receiver. Talk about a tailgate party, this movie's a touchdown. Come see why America's named this number one movie in America. Uh, so how should I phrase that better? Come and see why Rotten Tomato calls this movie this movie changed my life. I recently got rid of my HD DVD collection, forcing me to rebuy all the Airbuds on Pirate Taiwanese Blu-rays. I'm not sure if it was a bad translation or the meaty dog, but it really got me going. Airpod is going to play football. He is a tough dog. If you like football, give it a try. Basketball was one thing, but American football is kind of ridiculous. This Airbud was not as good as the other ones, but this one is okay. This time, Josh and his friend play football, and Body will play too. Air Bud 2, Golden Receiver. In theaters like 20 fucking years ago. <laughs> Hike! Technically, you're supposed to go like hut hut, and then you're supposed to say a Blue! lot of numbers. Blue! Blue 42. 42! What do those mean? Are those like. I, I guess there was plays, a scene right? where they explained it. Weren't you even watching the movie where they explained it? I guess I wasn't. They explained really football wasn't. better than Zack Snyder explained the the DC cosmic universe. Am I right, ladies and gentlemen? God, <laughs> how much right, of right. Justice League is going to seep into this? Because we watched those two movies real close to one another. What's up, young pups? Welcome to Odd Air Buds, the only show that aims to go through the entire Air Bud cinematic universe. That's right, the ABCU. I'm your host, Jesse, and joining me for this rough ride is my co-host, Morgan. Morgan, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. You know? Uh, actually, I'm not. I'm, I'm very tired. That was tired. a bold-faced lie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very tired. But, uh, you know what? Nothing will wake me up like a good movie. Nothing will wake me up like a good, wholesome, family fun movie. A fun romp. A romp. A, a fun, furry, f a furry, shaggy romp. With the, in, in our uh, continued efforts to do the world a service by watching and reviewing kind of every Airbud movie, we've moved on from the first one to the second one, as movies tend to go, as, you know, sequels happen. It's one and then two, unless you're Zack Snyder. If you subscribe to Euclidean numbers, then... If you're, uh, yeah, if you're a, a one of them sheeple, then that's how that works. But, you know, we've always been very non-Euclidean. If you've listened to the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast, you've heard our uh, railings against Booleans. This is no different. Yes. So, today we watched Air Buds 2 Golden Receiver. Uh, <laughs> where I feel it's as though Morgan's remembering funny. anything. It's already funny. They, it's, it's an easy pun to the make. The best joke is in the title of the movie, and then there's just nothing as good as the title throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Until they name drop it, and then we lose our minds. Spoilers! But let's get there. Let's get, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, All right. Now, Morgan, as you know by heart, I'm sure, the budget for the original Airbud was $3 million and had a box office of $27.8 million. This, uh, Air Buds 2, Golden Receiver, was the last theatrical Air Bud film released out of the 14 of them that exist. 
So mm. I'm going to ask you, what do you think the budget and box office of this movie were? Do sequels get bigger budgets? I feel like they don't. Um, well, it depends, especially right? when it, it comes depends. to Disney. Well, it depends yeah. on like the success, doesn't it? Typically. I imagine Avatar is getting a, a larger <laughs> budget for a sequel, considering it's been in the making for 27 for a bajillion years. years. Yeah. And James Cameron has to figure out what technology he has to create next for this one. Avatar 2 is going to be in smell-o-vision. I hope so. I want to smell what the Navis are like while well, they're hair-fucking or whatever they do. Now we'll finally know. Avatar 2 answers the question, what does blue smell like? <laughs> Jake Sully, uh, more like Jake Bluely. And that's it, people. That's the joke. You can go home. <laughs> We've made it to the joke in the podcast. <laughs> exit to your left. Do not take the fire exit to your right. That will set off the alarm. Single file line. <laughs> Return your 3D oh, glasses. <laughs> Please. We only have so many. <laughs> Alright, what's what do you what's your what's your uh uh What's your educated guess on the box office? Or the, the budget? Let's uh, do budget first. Um, Two mil. Two million? All right. Do you have an expectation for the box office? You know what? Actually, they had a lot of boats on this one. There were yachts and such. <laughs> more boats than Maybe, in the first one, surely. Yes, there were more boats. There was only one boat, and there was just Charon taking his the Airbud over to Abandonment Island. This one had uh, expensive uh, vet yachts. It had um, expensive vet yachts. It had fireworks. There was pyrotechnics. You're right. You're right. You know what? Okay, I'm changing it to five million. All right, five million. What do you think the box office was? Uh, box office of Airbuds One was tw- like I said, twenty-seven point eight million. I'm gonna say thirteen million. All right. Uh, the budget for this film uh, was actually eleven million. Oh shit! And the box office was ten million. Oh no. <laughs> That's an expensive dog. There's a reason this was the last theatrical Airbud movie. Oh no! It went from having a a box office of all of nine times the budget to a box office of less than one time the budget. Well, the, you know, accounting for inflation, they've still made money in the two years that fourteen the the twenty four million they've uh, surplus they still have. They, they had there is a net profit. Yes. But you know how Disney is. It can't be... It, it's not valuable unless it's net profiting like 50 times what it's worth. Yes. Alright, so... We started the movie. We... we do you we have any fun tail. facts? Do you have any... Oh, well, uh, I Sadly, think a fun no. Fact... The only fun facts that exist are uh, that uh, it's worth noting that the buddy you see in this movie is different from yes. the other one because the original buddy is dead by this point. That that's right. Russian Chase got promotions to main Airbud. Yeah, good for them. Good good for those dogs. They work. They grinded. You know. Yeah, the understudies, the the underbuds, the underbuddies. Im- imitation does get you a lot of places, but in this case, it gets you a leading role. Like, kind of, it gets you a quarter of a leading role, I guess. A better comedian would have not wouldn't have needed the uh, the in between the the second step in between understudies to underbuddies. Under buddies. I, I, yes, I went to understudies to under bud. I'm like, oh, under buddies. A better it's comedian right would have got to under uh, would have gone to under buddies in uh in this by the second. Well, step. listen, people like to see the process. You know, they like to see yeah. how jokes are made because that's oh, it's funny to hear a joke explained. Yes, it is. That's why our humor is the way it is. Yes. 
So the film begins, and we're getting into it a lot earlier than we did in the last episode. The film begins with an opening basketball scene, because remember basketball. Basketball is a sport that Bud is good at, and Josh plays recreationally, mostly. So uh, does it open? It opens with Josh. Yeah. It's it's Josh and, Josh and Buddy playing ball. Yeah, 1v1 Fox-only Final Destination on uh, the half court. And uh, Josh is... You know, I don't know if he is playing basketball better. He's gotten better in the last two years. Or if he's just playing a dog now and not Travis Willingham or whatever his name well, was. So. Well, you know, I mean, Buddy is either way clearly better. Like, Buddy is shine-sparking all over the court. And there is not a thing Josh can do about it. <laughs> he's flash-stepping left and right. Break. <laughs> d- d- doesn't, he, doesn't he... Oh, who do, doesn't he actually break Josh's ankles in it? He, like, fucking he gets does. into the He does. He does, like, twirl around him and Josh falls on his ass. <laughs> and then Buddy lays up a three-pointer. And you, you may be asking, how do you lay up a three-pointer? Buddy's just that good. There's, <laughs> That's called an alley-oop. Uh, to himself. <laughs> that's just like, oh, man. So uh, have did, did we talk about um, in the last one? This should have been in the last one. Um, uh, Kurokono Basket, the, the basketball anime. Like the second no, I don't think we anime. brought up the basketball anime in the movie about a basketball playing dog. Yeah. So... There's Let's like see where the, this the, takes us. the main villain of the show. Every character has like a, a basketball dog? superpower. No, but oh. his basketball superpower is he can like fake step to you so well that he can force anybody to fall on their ass. <laughs> <laughs> like he's I, just like mind control, basically. <laughs> there is such a part in me that loves the idea of basketball superpowers. Like the characters are playing in Mario hoops three on three or whatever. But I really wanted to be for some reason I felt because it's alluded that he's he's like super super rich the whole time. I'm like, oh man, you don't want fucking uh, Midori. He's he can oh, he shoots a hundred percent of his shots every single time from no matter where he's on the court. He shoots a hundred percent of his shots. Yes, they they make it. They, he he successfully shoots a hundred percent of the shots he does take. <laughs> and then there's this he other dude who can block any shots. shot. There's this one dude who's just Kakashi who can copy anybody's moves he sees. And I just wanted to be like, oh, yeah, that's Akai-kun. Akai-kun, his dad lets him bring a gun to the court, so that's his superpower. <laughs> What's your power? Copy. What's your power? Flash step. What's your power? Gun. <laughs> like, yeah, that would make him the best basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> so where would Air? What do you th- where do you think Airbud would like rank on the tier list of Kuroku no basketballers? I just I think he would be he would be with the main character, and the main character's power is that he's so unremarkable that he can that nobody notices he's there, and he uses sleight of hand to fucking sleight of uh, pa- yeah, sleight of hand to pass the ball to everybody. So I think he'd be like that. Like he, they would, they would lose track of the dog on the court because he's so small. He's so small. They're so tall. They're seven foot like monsters. Yeah. But the dog is all the way down on the ground. Yes. So, uh, so it is at this point they're they're playing basketball and they're having a really good time. Josh is laughing to himself. Uh, and at this point we're starting to feel a little motion sickness for some reason. I'm uh, I'm feeling a little bit on tilt. Yeah. So we notice that there is a disgusting amount of Dutch angles being shot here. It, the, so the I, fact I, that I, they are I, noticeable. 
it's, is it's a, a like testament. Every other shot. And so I, I, I'm like, Jesse, we have to we have to have a Dutch angle counter. This is ridiculous. We gotta do some math. So we started the movie over. <laughs> Initially, we we're thinking, okay, we're gonna count every Dutch angle shot for the whole movie, which instantly proves to be an impossible task. We can't pay attention to what's going on if we were doing that. They're too much too fast. Some of them are back to back. In the opening credits alone, there are 40 Dutch angles in the first five minutes. Five minutes, which is, and we did the math. That is, on average, one Dutch angle every seven and a half seconds. That's horrible. BKM Op must have only had one arm or something. That's ridiculous. <laughs> There's no <laughs> excuse for having this. If we stay on this track for the movie, this is a 90-minute movie. If we stay on that track, there will be, by the movie's end, 675 Dutch Angle shots. There are more Dutch Angles on, in this movie than on a Stroopwafel. <laughs> and I don't oh, know man. whose decision it was. All right, for just so in case you don't know, Dutch angles is just in film when you shoot on an angle. It's literally like you tilt the camera. Yes, which most of which you might do to unsettle the audience. Yeah, in a horror movie. Yeah, or make an action sh- sequence like kind of more action. You could do it. Yeah, like disorientating uh, a little bit. Yes, so it's like oh um, shit, it's going wild. Things are happening. Oh my god. Or another way you could achieve this, which the brilliant director does, is doing the fucking squash and scratch squiggly <laughs> effect uh, that comes uh, standard in what? Windows Movie Maker. <laughs> let's 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 get there a little bit. So after Josh and Buddy play basketball, they decide to take a break from. Josh says, "You know what? I'm done with playing basketball. Time to take a break and watch some basketball." As him and his family, minus Bud, because Buddy's not allowed in the stadium. They go see a basketball game with team who cares versus team. I don't know. Except Buddy has, you know, stealthily managed his way into the back of their car and got into the arena. He assassins creeds over the roof into the car. He does a leap of faith. Yeah. And saves his progress. Yeah. They get to the, uh, he synchronizes. Uh, <laughs> they, they get to the, um, the, the stadium and, you know, the family goes in to watch the game and Buddy sneaks out at some point. And, uh, Josh, it's mostly just them watching basketball, having a good time, except for one scene where Josh sees uh, a kid with a dad, and this sets him off. Josh is upset by other child dad. He's jealous at what he can never have. They 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 intercut this action sequence of uh, b-ball and dog espionage with a moment to remind you that his dad is still dead. Because uh-huh. that's a theme in this movie. Oh boy, howdy that's is it. foreshadowing. Hey, audience, remember... Josh's dead dad being the central character of the first movie. It's not getting any different. That's that's we're staying on that arc. Uh, and Buddy sensing dead dad once again, you know, sensing himself as we know. Buddy is the reincarnation of Josh's dead dad. This is about the point where Buddy barrels into the the arena and starts shaming these professional basketball players. And this is where previously mentioned wacky camera angles start coming into effect not even angles just like effects like the squash no yeah so like i wish i could tell you what these effects were but i don't (laughs) think they have like a direct name for it and i can't even no other at no other director has had the audacity to use this effect (laughs) so i can't even be like oh it's like that one scene in fucking scarface when when yeah. he like he like scales it up X and then squeeze and then scales it down and then scales it out Y, brings it back in and it's just like all over the place. 
uses a wave warp. Weirdly, Martin Scorsese didn't use a spiral zoom in The Irishman, so I can't <laughs> oh really God, point to that. The spiral zoom. <laughs> the, the Airbutt shows up and fucking Josh does a does the Home Alone smacks his cheeks and the yeah. camera spins 360 degrees as it zooms in <laughs> on his face. He has He's a like, YouTuber what? reaction thumbnail face. <laughs> exactly. Airbutt. Dog jumps onto basketball court, turned sexual. <laughs> you won't believe what happens next. Red circle on where his dad's supposed to be. His dad, his dead dad's soul. <laughs> if you adjust the contrast in the thumbnail, you could see a ghost with his eyes crossed out. Uh, so, so buddy shame. He buddy breaks some ankles on the on the court. And yeah. this is a fun scene that's, uh, you know, whatever, basketball happens. Yeah, instead of getting drafted like he should, like he's earned at this point. Clearly. Yeah, the, the basketball players, after getting, like, shamed horribly, miserably, they can't do nothing to stop this dog. Their D is too weak. Uh, <laughs> they they finally uh, grab it and bring grab him and bring him back to Josh. And then a photographer comes up and uh, takes a picture. Like, newspaper spins into screen. It's like, local dog, fucking best basketball player. <laughs> yeah, but hey, that was some fun basketballing. Let's ignore it for the rest of the movie. This is, I think, the last of the basketball we see. Basketball's last year, as bowl cut kid from last movie is about to tell you. <laughs> uh, we cut to school, middle school, in fact, eighth grade. Josh and bowl cut friend are the kings of the kindergarten, you know? They're at the top of the mountain. They're alpha chads. And bowl cut kid has... I want to say it's my favorite line of the movie, but it's not. But it is very funny. Wait, so we have to we have to be specific because every kid was bowl cut kid in the last. You're movie. correct. Though they have they have called the cast at least. Yes. So this kid is the kid who had a lucky piece of the stink cheese or whatever in multiple in his, in his pieces suck. of multiple lucky fruit and or other food rinds in his many socks. Also, the kid that was so bad. That he drove the coach to beat him in front of everybody <laughs> and got him fired. That's right. It's his fault. And it, yeah, you know, we here at On Air Buds like to victim blame. If he was better at basketball, the coach would have kept his job and they would have yeah. won the season because uh, uh, Larry Willingham would have stayed on the team. It was Larry Willingham. Larry, you can't be a bully with the name Larry. <laughs> Larry. It's like a Scooby-Doo reveal. They pull off the mask. Larry Willingham. <laughs> it's old man Willingham. <laughs> old man Larry. Oh, God. Uh, so so that kid's... Now that kid is Josh's best friend because, you know... He had no others. Yeah, no. Literally... What was he gonna? Who was he going to be friends with? The black kids who didn't get a single line in the movie or almost never got to look at the camera? We're not allowed... We're not permitted to look at other characters even. Just... Let's get past that. No, it's mm. Bullcut Kid, whose name I did not write down. I will not remember. He is Bullcut Kid. And if you remember, Larry moved schools because he needed to be the only player who was put in. Yeah. So he's gone. All the beloved yeah. characters from Airbud 1, minus the <laughs> Fram Fam, Airbud, and yep. Bullcut Kid, gone. The coach doesn't even come back. Uh, uh, what Arthur Cheney does not return to this movie. No. Not even as, like, a supporting, like, like, if there was a scene where Josh said, 
because spoilers for a little bit ahead, Josh has this like slight crisis of, oh man, do I really want to do football? I guess I will. And he's doing it for all the wrong reasons. If he had a moment where he sat down with Arthur Cheney and like they talked about it for a minute, that could have been all right. You know? Yeah, they have a they have a really poor replacement for old wise black man. <laughs> with fat, gluttonous white men. <laughs> but we'll get there. For now, yeah. let's cut to, to eighth grade. They're at their locker. Bullcut Kid and Josh are at their lockers, and Bullcut Kid has this fantastic line, quote, you know what the best thing about eighth grade is? Girls turning into women. It's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Oh my god! It there's this is a, an awful line because a he didn't write that line, right? That line yep. was written by an adult. B there's like a group of girls who walk past as he says this, and like they're obviously not eighth graders. They're probably like twenty because of the way movie casting works. I don't know twenty. I think they might maybe they're like 18, 16, 18, whatever. But, like, audience, I don't know the last time you were in 8th grade, but the sad truth of 8th grade is that most people are still in the throes of puberty at that point. Like, I don't think there's a single girl in 8th grade who doesn't have a lopsided titty because puberty's still happening, you know? Listen, man. Listen, man. It's 8th grade. This is this is where the rest of your life begins. This is your first experience, you know? You've never seen a woman before. <laughs> He's never even seen a, a haircut that's not a bowl. He still has that bowl haircut. Uh-huh. Doesn't change through this movie either. He's still got a bowl-cut personality. He'll be buried in it. Now that he's a teenager and pubescing all over the place... Oh, God. He decides that, like, you know what? Basketball? Chumps. That's pussy virgin shit. Yeah, girls don't dig basketball. Girls dig football. Yeah. The, the fat kid sport. That's what girls like. <laughs> Girls don't like dribbling. Girls like when guys dribble because they're so concussed they can't keep their saliva in their mouths. You know. Football. Football. Hey, Jesse, what's your favorite football team? Uh, the, uh, the, 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 hold on, let me read my hand for a second. Seahawks. Seahawks? That's not true. I like the Seahawks. That's not true. You don't like the Seahawks. You don't know me. Well, I know you're from Long Island, so you get to like the 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 Jets or the Giants. That's what you get or, to like. No, my family was a Cowboys family. No, shut the fuck up. You're disgusting. Well, half of my family is a Cowboys family. The other half is Giants. Yeah, half of your family's disgusting. Italian, what do you want from me? That's how it be. What? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Us Italians don't always choose the right side. I'm sorry. All right. You want reparations? Is that what you want? Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, we cut to the vet. The vet's office. Yeah. They, the jot, They're taking Airbud to the vet. Uh, for I don't actually remember the reason. He needs a vet checkup. Yeah. And uh, this and every and Airbud is underdressed for this vet because every other pet has like an entire outfit on. There's a pug with shades. Fucking, with aviators. There's a dog wearing a hat and sunglasses. <laughs> To the vet. This dog is gunning for Airbud's job. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Bring your pet on. Uh, uh, we just need some people to bring their pets on, and they're like, "Okay, now you're gonna be a star." Uh huh. 
That's the exact thing. This is this is the equivalent of taking your 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 daughter to a uh, beauty pageant because you failed as a, a parent, <laughs> mm-hmm. actor, yeah. model, and as someone, I guess. Respe- all of the above. As someone respectable, yes. general failure. There's a new vet in town because the old one is on a, sabba- a year-long sabbatical. A year-long sabbatical. This movie is very optimistic about the the uh, fucking salary of a veterinarian, I feel like. <laughs> that he can just fuck off for a year with job security. Yeah, let's actually look up what a veterinarian's average salary is. I mean, I think vets make a lot of money, but I think a year sabbatical is pretty goddamn excessive for almost any job. Veterinary... Like a couple of months, sure, but a fucking year, dude? One full rotation around the sun? That's a lot. It is it is pretty rare for them to make even six figs, it looks like. That's unfortunate. Yes. I mean, I suppose it's livable. They're right? You're thinking not dealing of with the worst doctors. of the worst. Because this vet is is a hot fucking uh, like chiseled man, and he owns a yacht from all his giving dog shots and throwing them into uh, cremation <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Well, listen, what are what veterinarians if not pretend doctors? <laughs> That's a very mean joke I've said. I know veterinarians. They're good people. They do a good they work. Just hap- but they do happen to be pretend doctors. <laughs> they do happen to be lesser people, yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we see chiseled Chad veterinarian who mm. checks up the dog and sends the kids on their way. I don't know. Is there anything else happening? Oh, yeah. I don't think so. Um, doesn't he, doesn't he give him a shot or whatever? And he's like, he's like, oh, maybe you want to, Airbud's pretty antsy. Maybe you should give him a shot. And he's like, huh, fuck no. I know dogs. This dog won't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this dog's going to stay perfectly still. Meanwhile, Airbud was literally like kind of, you know, all over the place. Not 30 seconds. Why earlier. would you ever assume a dog's going to sit still? That's stupid. But do you want to know uh, an ingenious piece of, of environmental storytelling? As we walk into the room with the vet, the vet's just sitting there eating. What is he eating? A plain, labelless uh, cup of vanilla pudding, which right. eagle-eyed viewers and eagle-brained rememberers will know are it was Airbud's favorite snack in the first movie, next to only SpaghettiOs. This is just gonna be it's it's the Airbud Cornetto trilogy, but with vanilla pudding instead of <laughs> Cornetto ice cream. I hope so much. There's actually you can trace all the aspects of vanilla pudding throughout these movies. There's 14 of them, so that's a lot of pudding. But I believe I believe in these directors. I believe in the vision. You know, yeah. the long term, uh, uh, multi multi phase vision. Mm. So uh, now we cut to villains because uh, I because we villains. need an antagonist. Movie but needs an antagonist. One, They're very important. This one doesn't. This <laughs> this one doesn't. This is all internal. It doesn't need them, but we have them. And of well, course, they're Russian circus uh, uh-huh. uh, poachers, basically. They steal animals from, I guess, across the world and then pu- put them in their Russian circus. Just wacky, crazy animals. Their uh, newest steal is a monkey wearing a, 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 a fucking overalls. They basically stolen Curious George. 90s movie monkey. Do you remember every 90s family movie? Every single one had a monkey, and it was always great. Funny every time. You know what? It's going to stay funny in this movie. I need to see if that monkey has an IDMB. Golden Receiver, IMDB. I need to see if that monkey has... That specific monkey appears elsewhere. Is, is that well, the star monkey? Well, okay, let's look up... What is the another movie with a the monkey? There's... Um, George? 
Well, there's that. I was gonna say fucking um, what's the Jay and Jay and Silent Bob one? Strike back. Strike back. Monkey. Monk. <laughs> Jim. Monkey. <laughs> Oh, remember, you can think that happens later, but I can't wait yes. to get to it. It's so fucking I want the funny. IMDb. Oh, because cause how many actor monkeys do you think there can realistically be? That's what I'm saying. It's probably the same monkey. Or like monkey and monkey stunt doubles, but they're probably like a package, right? Like it's a package deal. Mm-hmm. You get three monkeys for the price of one. They come in a barrel. <laughs> when you order This monkey them. better have an IMDb. That would be tragedy. <laughs> well, does... It it might the monkey might have an IMDb, but is does Airbuds two have an IMDb? Is the important question. I want to know the monkey. Like, why won't it show me the monkey? <laughs> show me oh the monkey. God. Show me, show me the monkey. Movie monkey. <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, there really isn't actually a lot. We're spending a lot of time in the monkey because this is important. This is far more important than the actual Russian villains of the movie because they don't. Uh, they're Russian, they're evil, they're stealing animals, it's a kid's movie, you know these characters, you know what their deal is, there's nothing more to explain about them. We might skip over their subsequent scenes in this movie, because they're very unimportant, except for, like, one at the end. They're so bad at being the villains, Josh never finds out they exist. There is, actually, zero interaction between the protagonist of this movie and the antagonist of this movie. Not fucking one. It's ridiculous. Like, Air Bud barely found out they exist, and their whole thing is like, oh, there's a dog that can play basketball? That's much better than a monkey who wears clothes. So, from the villains and that important uh, scene and discovery to, we cut to uh, Josh making a sandwich and his mom's on the phone with someone and sounding happy? Something's amiss here. Yeah, Josh is making a sandwich like Shaggy. It's really just the Scooby-Doo bit where it's like, yeah. like, Zoink Scoob, this sandwich is gonna be great! It's like layers and layers. It's ham, cheese, and mustard. I don't remember. His tongue goes out over his forehead and (laughs) all all around to it, like his sternum. Slurps himself up, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he sets it down for a second, and Airbud snipes that shit. (laughs) Everyone was talking about how everybody likes to bring up, like, why Shaggy so thin if he's always eating? If you remember, he never eats. He just makes sandwiches, and Scooby-Doo always eats them. The true canon. It's not because he's stoned. It's because this poor individual never gets to eat. Because this <laughs> glutton fucking greyhound, or uh, what's the breed? No, he's a, he's a, he's a, not a Doberman. Great Dane. Great Dane. He's a Great Dane. This Great Dane both got steals there. every morsel of nutrition from this, <laughs> this poor, poor man. Scooby is a siphon from Shaggy. He's like a worm, but outside of him. A parasitic worm dog. <laughs> as is Airbud. And and as is Josh Fram, because he's cause he is not letting his mother get dick. Yeah, he's he's like, hey mom, who was that on the phone? And mom's like, the fuck is it to you? What yeah. are you, my mom? No, other way. Who around. The I'm your fuck mom. Are you? Get out of my Do house. Do you pay for this house? <laughs> You know how many of your basketball lessons I have to pay for? Get out of my fucking life so that I can get some, get some strange, you know? So, yeah. Uh, mom's trying to betray dad's memory by dating other men years after dad's death. Yes. So, just a work friend. It. I want to say we get a montage, but it's not really a montage. Because typically a montage is like... I don't know. Morgan, what do you think the minimum for 
a montage would be of like rotating characters? Uh probably four. I I was I was also thinking four, four or more, right? Uh so instead, we get to see Josh's mom introduce two separate men to Josh of varying quality. One of I don't even know how to describe these fucking jabronis, you know? <laughs> they're jobbers. They are jobbers. They basically, they're jobbers to the vet. One of them looks like he could perform in men with hats. And he's allergic to dogs. Because of course he is, so he's disqualified immediately. He's just, he is the virgin in the fucking virgin Chad meme. He's just, yeah, he's, yeah. he's ginger, balding, he's got no chin. <laughs> big ass glasses. Big ass glasses. He probably says indubitably three times a day. <laughs> he's, he's looking at his pocket watch. His chain pocket watch is like, mm, your mother is four seconds late for this date. Mm. Wait. So, Josh, you play, uh, what was it? A basketball? Hmm, never heard of it. Morgan, the further you go, the more I realize you're describing me in eighth grade. Because <laughs> I had a chain pocket watch. You're t- and I wore steampunk top hats. <laughs> I had a chain pocket watch. It was a gift from my girlfriend at the time. Oh, no. It had a fish on it. Hashtag real Jesse N. <laughs> That's a wrong podcast. I peaked. I peaked in eighth grade. <laughs> like, undoubtedly, I peaked in eighth grade. Indubitably, you did. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other guy is some yes. big, slick city lawyer. Yeah, big dick money bags McGee over here. And I don't know how Josh's mom, like, how, how why this is the dichotomy, the duality of man she's reeling in. Yeah, I don't know who to g- uh, go out with. A millionaire playboy ch- uh, Chad Moneysworth or or Carl w- uh, Witherton or whatever. <laughs> On the one hand, Carl will do my taxes. On the other hand, Big Dick Johnson will lie about my taxes and it'll be for free. Hmm. Yes. Uh, and we don't actually get closure. It's just we don't even really like there's nothing that breaks the lawyer thing from being a potential mate. We just kind of move on from the scene. Yeah, with the nerd, she, like, Josh chases him out in, I guess it was supposed to be planned, like he planned for him to be allergic to dogs. Yeah, Josh is playing, like, five-dimensional checkers, all according to Keikaku. Yes, and Airbud comes out and drives out the unwanted uh, virgin energy um, <laughs> and scares him away. And 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 it's kind of sad when his mom comes down all dressed up and is like, "Oh, where to? Where to? What's his face go?" And he's like, "I don't know. Guess he had to run. Ha <laughs> ha, loser!" And he runs up the steps faster. Yeah, maybe you should go get changed out of that whore. You're not you're not getting laid tonight, bitch. Make make me dinner, mom. <laughs> make me spaghettios. Aren't you late for your shift at the napkin factory, mom? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the napkin factory. Yeah, <laughs> there is a really weird amount of 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 carryover, right? Like it feels like for a kids movie, this is a lot of continuity that they keep. So the the nerd bails, but with the rich dude, they actually go on the date. But then it just cuts to her looking longingly over a a, a fleet of boats. Yes, with taking Bud Buddy for a walk. Yeah, and, and uh, just saying like, huh. Why can't I meet a good man? What happened? What happened with the Moneybags McGee or whatever? It's, it's not explained. I feel like 
I, I feel like it's a cutscene. I demand Warner Brothers release the director's cut of this movie so that we can Where, finally get our answers. Where is Ray Fisher in all this? So Airbud senses the uh, I have it written down here. The 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 longing dad. Typically, he senses the dead dad, but now. Yeah, he, he she's putting off uh, uh, the pheromones. She she's. <laughs> And so Airbud senses this and is and is not only amazing at basketball and l- later we will find out amazing at football but is an amazing wingman. Hey, listen. You know what dog you know what dogs are good at? They're good at fetch and they're good at burying bones. So Airbud is about to <laughs> fetch his mom a bone. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you had a great way to put it <laughs> cuz I was floundering. Uh, uh <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Bud starts like careening down the docks, and because uh, uh, Josh Mom, whose name I just don't know, is Miss Fram. wearing Miss Fram. Miss Fram, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> because she's wearing roller skates, she has no choice but to be dragged along. And there's a lot of close-ups to her, and she is overacting the shit out of this scene where she's getting like pulled. It's the most emotion in this entire scene, it's like in the her- movie. I it's would the argue. loudest audio too. There's no like. It's like who? Like I feel like they ADR'd a different actor because like there's no no one has shown any energy in this whole this, film. Every, this range. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the, the way we speak about the movie is higher than the energy that the movie speaks of itself. But the the energy in which she gives off is just like <laughs> times nope. two. And so uh, this is where. She runs into, my God, my audio is disgusting there. This is where <laughs> she gets literally dragged into, oh, whoops, look who it is. It's the vet from earlier who Morgan didn't piece together because he just kind of looks like another white dude. Yeah, I thought it was the same Moneybags guy because they're just two chiseled white guys with black hair. With black hair, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, the vet has much, a much wa- longer face. On his yacht. Oh, he is on his yacht. It's more of a houseboat, but I think it could still be classified as like a mini yacht. It would be a mini yacht because he's he, this is this is vet money. He's he's blowing, yes. you know. Yeah. Which, as we've determined, is not a lot of money because veterinarians are pretend doctors. <laughs> so they, uh, I guess, hit it off. Cut to um, mom dressing like a hussy. Oh yeah. Because now, because now yeah. she goes on the date with the vet, and the vet comes by and he gives Josh a football for some reason. He's like, "I heard you're into like, sports. Here's a here's the biggest sport." And Josh is like, "Ew, what is this? What the fuck is this egg shit? This isn't a basketball." He tries to dribble it. It bounces. It goes like three feet wide. He's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? A fucking, uh, he, he like tries to crack it over a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, he smells it. It's like, it's made of pig. Am I supposed to eat this? Wait a minute. This is that football that bowl cut thing was talking about. <laughs> he has a flashback. He has an anime flashback to bowl cut being like. Football gets all the puss. Blah, 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 blah. Football, blah, blah, blah. And Josh is like, football. You say. Hmm. Uh, and, and and so he's sad that they go on a date and his mom's clearly going to get dicked down. And yeah, like, good and, for her. Cause she, oh, uh, good honestly, for her. She deserves it. Yeah. Honestly, she's kind of batting out of her average height. Oh, no. She's like, she's a napkin factory worker who... I makes a lot of money apparently enough to <laughs> afford the fucking mansion they live in, but <laughs> she goes for an accountant and then a lawyer and now a veterinarian. She's like definitely swinging high. 
but she's and and you know. this dude is like ten years younger than she is. It looks like. Oh uh, yeah, probably. You can tell. You can tell that they uh, have a sexual intercourse. They have a sexual react uh, 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 interaction because later, uh, you know, like symbolism in movies that like when characters are doing this, it usually means that this has happened, right? Like it rains in a funeral and that's symbolic and shit. Like a train uh, goes through a tunnel. Yeah, like a train goes through a tunnel. Uh, in this case, we use the classic, uh, uh, classic metaphor of they're building a gazebo together and grinding. And she boops his nose, which is hilarious because earlier in the movie she booped Josh's nose. And I know this is meant to be like a, a symbol of oh, this is what she does to show affection. But my brain went to this is what she does to show she fucked a guy. But mm. she did it to Josh earlier, and I'm upset about it now. Uh, they have not kissed on screen. No one is allowed to kiss on screen. Nor we will they. That G, we needed that G rating. Uh-huh. Kissing, kissing, that's how you get pregnant, people. You can't do that on on uh, daytime television. I think I read, and I don't know if this is entirely true, but I read that this movie is the only movie of the entire Air Bud Cinematic Universe that's G instead of PG. It's the only one that's not that doesn't have a sex scene. Uh, and a dog, you know, dog, dog chomp each other. It just yeah. happens. It's happening out yes. of the corner of your eye all the time. You think Russian Chase, while well, fucking Jeffrey, the other dog, is in there? They're not getting it on in the backseat. They're perfect, like Olympian actor dogs. Of course, they're <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Where do you think the buddies came from? They had to come from somewhere. Big dog won't let you know the truth. That's why we're here. <laughs> Big canine. Big canine. Well, okay, so we skipped over a couple scenes. So, uh, one, Josh, after they go on their date, Josh goes into the dead dad room that they have. The, the yeah, dead his dead dad shrine in the yeah, garage. Where they look, where, yeah, where they cut to the newspaper. And I don't know if you saw this while you were rewatching it. Did you read the newspaper? That article didn't. about it. Oh, we're going to have some fun right now. So oh, it God. says, so we didn't know what he was because he looked like a cop. We saw him in some sort of uniform. Yeah, I thought and, like Navy or something, maybe. All right, so it says, Crash claims life of test pilot. New Mexico, another tragedy struck today when test pilot Captain Andrew Fram crashed his experimental XWNG jet. Captain Fram is best known for being the only man to break the sound barrier with a banana and a long sports sock. (gasps) What? (laughs) What? Cancel Cancel the rest of the podcast. I need to talk about this. Fucking what? All right. That's the first sentence of four paragraphs, so we got four to cook. Fram was the youngest of 18 in the now-famous Flying Fram family. His father, Luther Fram, was the daring pilot who, during the Second World War, flew in ham and Bibles to Muslim pr- prisoners in Berlin. This is bullshit. You're making this up. I don't believe you. Go to 1548 in the YouTube video right fucking now. I dare you. Off. That's impossible. Luther then went on to start the first ever Daredevil acrobatic team with stunts like propeller walking, ignite the fram, and wing squash. (laughs) Training at an early age with his uncle Scooter, Andrew soon appeared in countless television shoots. Uh... Arne, Arnie the Ape Boy until his until his father's tragic death in a, in a boating accident in 1963. Wait, what? Oh my God. Wait, does it say Luther's death overshadows Kennedy's assassination? 
Luther's de- no Luther's death <laughs> overshadowed by the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> oh my God! Felt Why the fuck does fathers- this movie invoke the JFK assassination in an, a newspaper clipping that is on screen for all of thirty frames? Oh my God! Uh, okay, Luther's death overshadowed by Ken- oh, Andy Felty should follow his father's footsteps. Blah blah. blah. First of all, uh, first of all, calling himself Captain, Captain Dick, then Dick. Airman Hazel, J- Fram joined the special test or die Air Corps, where he, where he soon became the wor- first cross-dressing squad leader in the world. No one, the guy this? who wrote this, never thought anybody would read it. What is this? <laughs> I'm so, um, what the fuck? And it's those two paragraphs over and over again. Uh, uh, there's so much there. Holy <laughs> shit. They moved from New Mexico? Ah. <laughs> uh, An- another tragedy shruck shro- today. What happened the day before? That was a bad week for New Mexico. <laughs> how many tragedies? I mean, you know, living in New Mexico itself is a tragedy, but how many tragedies could possibly happen? I'm gunning for everyone today. Veterinarians, nude Mexicans. I can't believe we almost didn't see this. The, it's on screen for l- a second, maybe. And the guy who wrote it was counting on it. <laughs> Raw Inglis. Inglis? Inglis. Is that a real person? I gotta Google this. Well, firstly, it'd be pronounced Raul. <laughs> Raul Ingles, or whatever. Raul um, Ingles... English, I don't know, but that's that's fucking insanity. Yeah, so we Holy pan over shit. to like all of his dead dad trophies, a baseball cap that says "Daddy" on it. It does. There is a baseball cap that says "Daddy." Literally, Josh might as well have just been like in this room. Everywhere I look, I see his face. I'm reminded of him. It's just like in Batman where they have the old like. The costume set up, and then and then the new Robin comes in and sees reflection in the, the Robin, <laughs> the old Robin costume is just the daddy hat. <laughs> Why does he have a hat called Daddy? <laughs> May I oh, guess nice. this is the '90s, so it wasn't as perverse as it is now. I guess. So, uh, so then to get his mind off all the dead dad, he invites Bullcut over to play catch football catch with his dog. Um, and they're just throwing it around, throwing the old pigskin, and uh, Airbud catches the football, and this fucking blows Josh's mind. A dog, a you dog can that can catch, catch a this ball. Is, this is unheard of. Animal Planet, come see this. Picks up, he picks up his pager because Josh has a pager. And, and he the, dials America's Funniest Home Videos. He's like, you, well, listen to this, you know? Exactly. That's the scene I was thinking of. <laughs> you remember that new animal fact you were looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> With a pager. <laughs> he does have a pager. Josh is canonically a drug dealer because he has a pager. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. And so, so fucking the Russians can't get a hold of this technology. Unbeknownst no. to Josh, there are Russians after this technology, and they're hiding literally in the bushes. unbeknownst to Josh. Josh and never knows that these characters exist. Unfortunately, ever. they slip Once. and fall into a nearby swamp. So, like, they are who cares? So hapless. Uh, 
this is so this is about where yeah so this is where josh and and bullcut come home and josh sees his mom enjoying her life and he's like well i can't i can't look at this this, this disgusts me quite frankly this sickens me they boop noses every afternoon and it makes me want to vomit and bullcut kids like Hey, you know, football's every afternoon. You know what happens every afternoon? Football practice. It's like, wait, don't we have basketball? No. What? Who? <laughs> what football? Never heard of her. You remember that thing that you, that's the last, the last thing you have connecting yourself to your father and was in like a super meaningful to you? No, I don't. But football sounds interesting if it means I don't have to watch my mom get fucked. So I don't have to hear my mom's headboard banging into my side wall every day. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So I don't have to hear moaning and not be sure if it's hers or his. I can hear him delivering an Alaskan steamer. (laughs) No, shut up. Google it. Safe search off, audience. Don't Google it. Don't Google any sex thing with the word steamer in it. (laughs) Oh, man. Gonna get the Alabama in Hot Pocket, you know what I'm saying? So they start uh, playing football. Uh, Josh practices football with his dog, and he starts dancing in place. He takes dance breaks while playing football. This is such a weird scene. Like, Josh and Buddy have have a fun throwing football off, and... It's just fade cut to fade cut to fade cut to fade cut of different scenes. It's like interspersed of Josh throwing a ball, uh, Josh and Buddy having like a tussle thing, like they're having a, a, a roll around, and then Josh doing shit on his own, like playing patty cake with the air and doing this. I can't explain the dance. There's going to be a gif on the our Twitter, at OnAirBuds. It is, I think, my favorite visual these movies have delivered us. And there's oh, a man. competition for that. It's it's the 99 version of flossing for sure. Kids all around the world were doing the Josh Fram I can't believe dance. he didn't. He might as well have been doing the Macarena for real. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they couldn't get the rights. They couldn't afford the rights to the Macarena. Oh my God. So they have him do the Fram, the Framination. So they go to football practice and, uh, and there's this fucking fat ass <laughs> coach. Dual wielding hamburgers. <laughs> he is double fit at every. There is not a scene in this movie. Uh, we're we're let, let's take it down for a second. All right, we're being real hyperbolic for a lot of this movie. I'm not gonna lie for a lot of the discussion, but believe me, believe the words I'm about to say. There is not a single scene in this movie where this coach is not eating food. It's incredible the how like hard line they are on this. In the first scene, he's eating a hamburger. In a scene in his office, he's, like, pulling M&Ms out of a trophy cup or whatever. Mm. He's got, like, a slice of pizza while he's coaching the kid. It's fucking ridiculous. This fat son of a bitch does not stop eating. He's like, uh, uh, what's his name from My Hero Academia? Gum gum? (laughs) Fucking, I don't know, fat gum. Fat gum, yeah. He's always fucking eating. And, uh, he... And he's like, oh, you want to be a quarterback? Well, why, why don't you sh- th- show me your arm? And he, and he uh, chucks a long one. Yeah, and Josh has a cannon. He's actually, you know what, actually not bad. Which, speaking of cannon, this falls into the last movie, where I think we even referenced it, when Josh is trying to, to goad Airbud to leave him alone. You know, get out of here. Get out of here. I hate you. He mm. throws his dead dad basketball, and when he does that, 
he yeets the motherfucker like yards. And so this is a weird sense of like continuity that like I respect in a way. And and so fat coach is like, oh, well, listen, son, uh, we could always use a backup quarterback, uh, you know, just in case Cole McFootball over here gets tired. It's like, and he's like, Cole McFootball, yeah, he's our star player. And it's just another blonde kid who also doesn't need to be a character because he doesn't get a single line in this movie. Who also has frosted tips. He also has frosted tips. It, it is still the 90s. Uh, so, yeah. So we get the scene where we find out that the school team, despite having Cole McFootball, Cole McFootball, <laughs> Cole touchdown over here. <laughs> Travis touchdowns cousin. Uh, oh my fucking, god! Uh, is is consistently losing games, and uh, those art those art uh, class motherfuckers, the drama club, they're taking all they're the funding from our siphoning poor, all the money. They're from our poor football team, man. Those goddamn greedy theater kids are sucking up all the funds. Show me one public school in America that is not dumping 100% of their funds into the football team. This is the most unrealistic yeah. bullshit I've ever seen. This is I a would movie. Sooner believe, I would sooner believe that Airbud actually went to court and fucking dunked more than uh, an NBA basketball team. This is a movie in which a Russian three-ring three circus uh, leader sword fights a monkey on a ladder. We'll get back to that. But this is the most unrealistic part of the movie. The, oh, man. The sheer prospect of a public school cutting funding for football so uh we cut to um a, a game. so the so game games happen Cole McFootball is down the one shining grace clipped. of this team who are we gonna throw in ball cut kid poindexter glasses guy who's sitting next to the coach who doesn't have any lines no it's all down to fucking uh Josh Fram the man the man with the Fram plan. From the Flying Fram family, as we just found out. The legendary Flying Fram. How is he not an air... You know what? Maybe he is later in the movie. Maybe Airbud learns to fly later in this film franchise. We'll see. We'll see. Ain't no rule say a dog can't pilot an airplane. So yeah, so Fram's out there and he's like, uh, uh, 42, that's a number. And then they hike it. Yeah, he's he's a quarterback for some reason, despite not knowing anything about football. I don't know how the fuck this happened. Yeah, so the, he does a football, and he's actually pretty good at doing a football. He's good at throwing the ball. Well, actually, no, yeah. he's not. Okay, he he holds on to the ball way longer than he should have. Like he does not know when to fucking lose the ball, so he gets tackled. He gets blitzed all the time. Yeah, not blitzed. He gets sacked. So uh, the ball's sailing through the air, and who would catch it? Not bowl cut, but there's Airbud catching the ball right there. Always there, but to help you, pick you up when you're down. There, bud. Best sports player, decathlon player. Oh, my God. Olympic uh, triathlete. Air bud. And on seeing Air Bud materialize out of thin air, Josh has this incredible double take where he, like, throws his head. Like, he around the world's his head. It's fucking hilarious. And by the way, if you're wondering, Airbud's there because he was getting chased by the villains earlier. What? Yeah, the, the villains. They have an ice cream truck. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not worth talking about. It's not as funny as the clown. No. It's not scary. It's not anything really. It's only interesting in the last scene of the movie. Uh, 
So this is where, uh, you know, we get sort of the similar thing as earlier or as the last movie. Yes. He catches it. And this is way earlier on. Airbud's like already a member of the team because he catches it and makes a touchdown. And the referee counts the point. Yeah. They don't the even have like- the same. They don't even have the scene where they're like, wait, they can't do that. They just count the no. point. Because I, I, well, you know, once you've broken down now. that wall, once you've broken down that barrier, it's all, it's all, it's fair game. You know, this is the slippery slope. This is a thing that liberals keep warning us about. <laughs> the slippery slope that leads to debauchery. That leads to cat boys. Yeah, right? A dog plays basketball. Next thing you know, 40 years later, the cat boy concentration camps come in. So, uh, Airbud is he's not actually he's not like on the team yet now Josh and his sister have to like make an outfit for him they do it's pretty cute uh, which is super I, irresponsible you like you can't play football what if you get tackled unless and then he makes a shitty a shitty like the retools a shitty like 60 year old football uniform that is no way legal with like a leather helmet this is the most irresponsible thing ever <laughs> It's like a rugby helmet too. It's not even like a real yeah. like cat not normal football helmet. This dog could die very easily. But as we see in the upcoming montage, he doesn't and they just start winning game, game after game after game cuz Buddy just Buddy takes the ball and he drives it home and he every every single time Buddy scores a touchdown, he like gets on his back, he starts wiggling around. He's grandstanding and hot dogging. Yeah. He's on the ground, rolling in the grass, and that's the new dance that everybody on the team does. So there's there's, there's scenes where there's just, like, 20, like, 13-year-old kids are just, like, rolling in the grass on their backs with their arms up. And it's like, yeah, football, that's how we'll get chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that was a side plot. And... <laughs> chicks, chicks dig when guys are on their back, you know doing the fucking worm and pretending the to be dogs girls love furries oh man <laughs> so and then we have a scene where the principal who was going to fire the coach for not winning enough games uh sings the national anthem really really badly like not even it's not funny it's too bad to be funny it's not it's not funny it doesn't do anything for any character i don't know Mo- why this is here much like the Zack Snyder uh, Icelandic girl choir singing as they sniff Jason Momoa's shirt. It did not need to be here way too long and adds nothing to the story. This is deep cuts, deep cuts. Again, I mentioned earlier, we did in fact watch these movies very close in proximity to one another. So the comparisons and, are just there. And don't worry, you don't need to watch all four hours to get that reference. That's in like the first, le- that's in part one, Batman does a Batman in which Batman appears for five of the 30 minutes of part one. So bad. So bad. <laughs> that would be oh, such man. a wacky... What a wacky movie that, that Zack Snyder Justice League is. Yeah. So in honor of how good Airbud is at football now, they make a football cake. And it's and the, the uh, and it's like, does this look like enough icing to you? And and then and then the uh, vet who's like been dating uh, his mom the whole time is like, oh yeah, it only needs one thing, this ring on your finger, bitch. And then he pulls out a proposal ring. He proposes the, to her before the end of the season. They've been dating for a month, maybe. 
But he does own a yacht. He that's veterinarian money, dude. That's veterinarian money. I get yeah, I mean she'll be stepping up from napkin factory money to vet money and a yacht. Oh man. Now this proposal causes ripples throughout the universe. Much like Superman dying and yelling for five straight <laughs> minutes. And everyone on the fucking planet hears it because Zack Snyder doesn't understand subtlety. Josh comes down, sees uh, a proposal, sees his mom about to be happy, and he's like, this can't be. I can't allow. I won't allow this. And he runs away. Yeah. Not just runs out of the scene. He decides he's going to run away from home, leaving uh-huh. Airbud behind. Uh, he runs away from home. And also vulnerable scene, to run and uh, left behind, not only alone, but uh, uh, like vulnerable to Russian attack. Yes. Specifically. Uh, in which Buddy is captured by the Russian circus folk who are totally still in this movie, I promise. Mm. Luckily, uh, you know, uh, they actually make a effort to show that uh, Mama, Mama Fram is... Worried and calling around, making sure he's not at this person's house, that person's house, blah, blah, blah. Turns out, uh, Josh is just, he's at a train station. He's getting the I first lo- train the fuck out of here. And she's, I love it that she's like, oh man, he didn't come home last night. I called, and, and you're sure he's not at your house, bowl cut kid mom? And she's <laughs> like, yeah, he didn't stay with us. I was like, all right, I'll call the coach. That'll make me feel better. Would you be really upset if your kid just spent the night with your with his football coach without telling you? I'd be upset about that. Listen, this is a long time before the Penn State uh, Sandusky thing, so no one knew. No one knew that that children's coaches could be bad people. And as if on cue, there's Josh at the train station on the bench, like looking at his ticket to anywhere but here. Uh-huh. And there, and he smells hamburger grease. So there, lo and behold, there's the fat coach <laughs> double fisting hamburgers with like with like donuts around his wrists for la- for dessert. And he's he's, he's, like, he's eating those uh those fucking what are those burgers from the Boondocks? Oh, the Royale Mc. No, yeah. oh, that's fucking. <laughs> what is that? What was oh, it? Yeah, I think I I don't remember. I remember it gives you the itis, but I don't remember the burger name. No, I don't remember. I, I was I was confusing it with Pulp Fiction for a second. I said Royale McCheese with cheese, which is Royale just McCheese. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the the Luther Burger. The Luther Burger. Oh God. And uh, and the coach starts saying some shit that's real upsetting for a lot of reasons. Well, yes, he says he comes in and he says, "I shit you not. Mind if I grab some wood?" He says, "Mind if I grab some wood?" Because Josh is sitting on a bench, you see. And Josh is like, "What?" And then he looks like, and then he like points to the empty bench seat. And it was like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. And then the fat coach is like, all right. And then he sits down and puts his arm over Josh Ram and gets real close. Starts tussling his hair. No, where are you going, buddy? No, that's not what happens. He just I mean, it kind of is, right? He's just like, basically, hey, where no, are you he going? He does tussle his hair before he leaves. He does. Yeah, he does do a bad touch. God damn it! It's so creepy. Goes, and then coach is like, you know, I tried to run away from home once. I couldn't get away on account of being too fat, and I couldn't make it five steps out of my house. But I tried. I had a triple bypass before I could make it down the other at, side. At of the, the block. age of fourteen. <laughs> oh man! Fuck! So you know what that... scene we skipped? What scene? When Buddy's trying out for the team. And the coach is, like, skeptical at first, but the more oh, Buddy God. tries out, 
the more he loves it. And he and at some point, Josh throws a ball and Buddy catches it. And the, the coach goes, that ain't a golden retriever. That's a golden receiver. <laughs> he does say that. We had to pause the movie. <laughs> that's no golden retriever. That's a golden receiver. <laughs> Also, yeah, he has this like weird New York accent, despite the fact that they're in, I think, Seattle. Because they're wearing so much Seahawks shit. They have to be in Seattle. But I don't think they're in Seattle. I thought they moved to like San Fran or They whatever. go to a Seahawks game at the end, though. I guess. This mu- I don't know. They might be in Canada, because every time they say sorry, they say sorry. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up. Man, so, 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 so he finds him running away from home, and he's like, Mind if I grab some wood? And then he grabs some wood. And he's like, he's like, so, uh, you used to play basketball, right? And he's like, yeah. Do you hate it now that you play football? And he's like, no. Basketball's awesome. And he's like, so, so why couldn't your mom love your dad, but still get dicked down on the side? And Uh he's like, you know what? You're right, coach. You're so right. I wasn't thinking about my mom's happiness in terms of sports, but now that you've explained it that way, it makes total sense to me. <laughs> He's like, you know, your mom could love more than one man in her life. She could love two men, maybe even three or four. Hey, you got your mom's pager number, by the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what, what you doing later? Is she, like, available? Is she, like, so So did he? Did she say no? Did she, you know, you left, so she probably is pretty Are sad. Are they exclusive? Both, Are they looking for a bull? Because I, I know a guy. She she could probably use like like a thirty inches of shoulder to cry. <laughs> thirty inches of shoulder <laughs> of shoulder slash neck fat to cry. <laughs> it's unclear where one begins and the other ends. <laughs> so uh, Josh is like reinvigorated by this speech, and he goes, "Yeah, my mom can get railed by whoever she wants." Thanks, coach. And Coach tosses it's his like, hair. It's like, yeah, so you better be at the game. So you remember, the game starts in an hour. So like, what are you doing here, Coach? Show up at the game later. So Josh goes back home. Why was he at the train station? Looking for Josh, he knew. And getting some train station burgers. I think that's what he said. It's like, they have the best hot dogs here. They did. He did say that. It's, oh my god. Um, fucking fat day, fucking asshole. When he's not in football, he's like a rat, just like scouring for s- the grossest food to eat. <laughs> Cannot stress how fucking obese this man is. This absolute fucking manimal. Uh, so Josh comes home, and you know, him and his mom have a t- nice tender embrace, and she goes, oh, where's, bu-? like, she's over him running away real quick, and she goes, oh, where's Buddy? And he goes, I thought he was with you. Tears are down her face. She's like, Josh, thank God you can help us look for Buddy. <laughs> Josh is like, but I thought he was with you. But if but if you're here and I'm here, then who's driving? And our sister's there. And the coach is eating garbage out of a <laughs> trash can. <laughs> <laughs> and the coach is dumpster diving. And the vet's fucking three other women on the yacht. <laughs> They put their all into searching for Buddy for about uh, five minutes because the yeah. game's coming up soon. And by the way, this is the championship game. Yeah, now they're at state, y'all. This is state. This is middle school state. The stakes don't get higher. You'll, ne- you'll never experience. That's how bad this team was. The addition of a dog made them good enough to go to state. 
and let me tell you, the addition of the dog made them good enough to get here. The subtraction of a dog means they're getting fucking slaughtered as they are playing against the New York Giants. <laughs> they are the Giants. Quite possibly the New York Giants. Uh, by the actual gap in skill level, it just might be. And literal size. Mm-hmm. These are these. This is eighth grade football. These kids are fucking college freshmen at at least. They, they've been held back for a while. They've been held back. They're getting pumped hormones. I don't know. There's like there's some like they're like the monsters, you know. Don't they? There's this one kid who gets tackled and leaves a fucking crater in the ground shaped like crater. Him. Yeah, yeah. He gets tackled so hard he turns into Yamcha. Oh God. And uh, so so then we cut to if you remember there are villains in this movie and it's not just. Uh, Josh for not letting his mom for, for uh, cock blocking his mom, and it's not his whore mom for moving on from his dad and being a fucking hussy with other men. Just like in real life, the real villain is Russia. <laughs> is Russians? Yes, and there's these two Russians who uh, have kidnapped Air Bud, and uh, and are just and are like putting him in a cage with all the other animals next to the monkey cage, which was their mistake. Their 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 Icarus moment. They flew too close to the sun. They forgot they too the much classic hubris. Russian story where Ivan the dog befriends. Uh, yeah, befri- what's Russian another? Name? Um, I. It can Boris. be Ivan again. Boris <laughs> befriends Boris the monkey and escape from um from a capitalist American prison camp. I love the fact that. Uh, if I didn't give you Boris, you were about to say, it could be Ivan again. <laughs> I can use Why Ivan not? twice. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Ivan, <laughs> and I- Ivan Ivankov and Boris Borinsky. <laughs> <laughs> so Airbud knocks his, his cage over, which unlocks the monkey's cage. And the monkey... Unlo- in turn unlocks Airbus cage and there, there's there a lot of mutual bonds movies. going on there needs to be more movies with monkeys just being monkeys <laughs> being like monkeys. I'd watch a Donkey Kong live action movie if it was just like a monkey walking around for like an hour <laughs> <laughs> that's just a documentary yeah <laughs> you're just asking for monkey documentaries but he needs a red tie that says DK on it <laughs> or how can I how can I empathize with this character <laughs> Look, he's just like us. So, so now all the animals are going crazy in this in this fireworks slash fish gut slats uh, clown factory. <laughs> it is all of these things. Yes. So it's a uh, Russian. So like clearly they were. It's supposed to be like their their circus that they're working on, right? But the 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 thing the thing about it is is that they said they were going to take these monk these animals. I just want to keep saying monkey because monkey is such a funny <laughs> word. Uh, all these animals back to Russia for their Russian circus. So why do they have all this shit here? It's it's got to be a pre-existing uh, fish guts slash fireworks factory with a bunch of clown shit on it as decorations. It's there's there's a lot you could unpack here, but. What's important to me is the follow is the brawl that is now set up. All the animals are out, and the Russian lady goes, you know, the Russian lady is like, "We gotta get the animals back in their cages." Except in a Russian accent that I'm not gonna pretend to do. Yeah. 
And wait, we've got to get the anim animals back in their. Wait, fuck. Give me what I gotta say because I did it earlier. Wait, I was doing the. Uh, I don't know what's the Russian trigger word. Uh, vodka. 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 We've got to get the monk. We've got to get the animals back into their cages. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's right. it's that easy. People just say vodka. <laughs> vodka. Uh, vodka. And so the 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 guy is getting like you know the shit beat out of him by a horse, and then. Mm -hmm. He's like asking for help, and at this point, the the Russian lady has grabbed a mallet because the monkey has climbed a ladder to be of at eye level with her, actually a little bit higher than she, her eye level, and has grabbed a I don't know what he has. He's like a pipe or something. And at this point, they start fucking sword fighting. I'm not making this up. They're actually sword fighting, and she calls out as much, where like the guy's like, "Please, I need help," and she goes, "I am fighting monkey," and that made me laugh really fucking hard. <laughs> I think she said, like, I'm I'm sword-fighting monkey. Morgan can attest to the amount of times I rewound the movie to hear the line again and laugh again. I am sword-fighting really monkey. Fucking Must have been, like, four times. Mind. So, because there ain't no rule, a dog can't operate a crane, Airbus starts <laughs> operating a crane and, and like, giving the <laughs> Russian guy a wedgie, pulling him up in the air. As the as the as the monkey is the new sword fighter in Smash Bros. and just fucking <laughs> like and fucking down B counters every single move air combo that this fucking bitch is throwing at him. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, oh man, so so they're getting their shit kicked in, and then Airbud presses the fish guts button because there's a huge uh -huh. can of fish guts that uh. And and so the fish guts get all over the Russians, which and as they leave, uh, Air Bud says like nothing personnel kid lights a match and throws it into the fireworks or whatever. And Air Bud goes, Air Bud goes, guess you'll be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> Puts on sunglasses yeah. that he stole from the dog from earlier. Lights leaves. cigarette, throws a match back, and then the <clears> factory <throat> explodes, or rather, all the fireworks explode, popping off. Yeah. Yeah. Killing the Russians instantly. <laughs> Might as well, right? We don't need to talk about what happens next. With I, right? right? Like, there's more with them, but who cares? It doesn't matter. So, Buddy runs into the vet who is... There was a subplot where the vet's leaving if his if uh, Mrs. Fram doesn't marry him, which is kind of fucked up, but don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, he was getting a new job. He was getting a new job. Like, who cares? He ran into Buddy, and he knows... Well, you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be playing football. A normal thing to say to a dog. So the vet uh, brings the dog to the football game where, again, I cannot express how hard the Timberwolves are getting fucking murked. But yeah. Buddy has arrived and they put him in and then they just flip. They almost flip the score entirely until they catch up until Airbud actually gets fucking sacked. Someone on the and on the opposing team, someone on the the New York Giants, fucking hits he he hits a five star frog splash on Buddy. Definitely <laughs> not a stuffed animal. Definitely actually just Buddy, and like cripples him. We had to watch it like six times over and over again to see like wait that was that was a stuffed animal right? And it <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't really Buddy taking the people's elbow. <laughs> No, and it's like, it's shitty, because it's like, do you, like, it's that shitty thing of, like, like, there, I remember, this might be the only thing I ever remember from Zoe 101. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Go on. Um, but, 
do you remember, there was an episode where one of the characters girls was gonna be a wrestler or whatever and the actual reason for it was like either a guy wouldn't like she went on the wrestling because a guy would either not not want to beat a girl because everyone would make fun of them or wouldn't lose to a girl because everyone would make fun of them so they'd all forfeit and I feel like <laughs> that's the plan with having a dog play football it's like no one's gonna sack the dog I, it's worked to this point in the movie yeah except one of these heartless giants fucking destroys him <laughs> And takes him down, cripples this dog instantly. Yeah, and and we kind of skip a point in like there the ha- during the halftime of this, as the Timberwolves are getting slaughtered, the coach is like, he's like, listen, we didn't win cause of that dog. We won cause we believed. And the kids are like, no, the dog has more touchdowns than any of us combined. Like the dog was what won us the game. Statistically, yeah. Ask the numbers, kid. He can tell you. Yeah, ask Poindexter. Or ask Cole McFootball. He lives and breathes this shit. Uh, Cole's still there with his arm in a cast and has not yet set a line. In fact, they introduce him at the... He's not even In the beginning of the movie, they introduce him like, look at that's Cole McFootball over there. And like, say hi, Cole. And then he's just out in the field, just waves to camera. And that's his whole character To be fair, listen, Cole used to be a damn poet, but years of of middle school football <laughs> has given him enough concussions that he doesn't even know how to speak anymore. So no, he's the Brock Lesnar of this team. He just not allowed to talk. <laughs> he's, he's all talent. No charisma. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the coach is like every, when everyone leaves for halftime, the coach stays back and he's like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> it don't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> and so Airbud coming back, proving everyone else, right. That yeah, Airbud's the fucking, heart, soul, and points of the team. When he goes down, they're one touchdown behind. So they're one touchdown behind. There's like 10 seconds left on the clock and Josh got to pull out a fucking miracle. Uh, luckily, he learns that the real football was within him all along and that his mom can get boned by whoever he wants and all the different morals of this movie. And and so and so they win and then it and then they end with like Josh running along the dock to like to to the fucking uh Casablanca of of uh the, the stepdad leaving and it's like of <laughs> of all the veterinary clinics in the world you had to you walk had to into walk mine, into mine. <laughs> that is the most highbrow film joke we have ever made on any of the content we produced the whiplash from talking about Zack Snyder's, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League to Casablanca to Zack Snyder's Casablanca. <laughs> I just want to like make every film title Zack Snyder's from now on. Zack Snyder's X. Zack Snyder's okay. Airbud Golden Receiver. Uh, so 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 he's like, and so there's a really uncomfortable scene, and you can tell Josh is uncomfortable doing it, where he has to hug him. He's like, please don't go, and he says, "I love you." He does say to I this love guy, you. which is I love you, new dad. That you've met for like five months, maybe. I don't know about that, Chief. <laughs> I've I've had stepfather figures. Mm, never said I loved them. I still don't to this day. Oh no. I can't give them that power over me. I've nope. definitely never called them daddy. Nope. They haven't earned the hat. That was my father's hat and my and his father's hat before him. His father's before him. That'll be my hat one day, and one day I'll give it to my son. When he becomes daddy. Oh, God. Oh, we didn't even talk about the, the, the Muppet critics who were commentating the football game. Oh, God. 
Yeah, and I think I think those were like real football commentators who they had as like guest stars on it. And the whole thing was that they were like brain dead. It's like it's like, "Oh, well we got the the uh Timberwolves and then there's the other team. Uh, where's the other team?" It's <laughs> like, "Oh, they're they're down on the field with them." And they were legitimately the funniest part of this movie. They were actually entertaining after a while. That sounded a lot like Morgan doing that like rambly sort of joke he does. No, that's almost verbatim what they were like. They're stu- they they're not even there, but the end of the movie reveals that they're gay lovers together, so that's nice. Oh yeah, there's they score. <laughs> they they they're like, "Oh man, uh you you know the they've scored a point and as we all know in in football that is just one step to scoring more <laughs> points than the other team." And, and then and then they win and everyone's like, "Yeah, touchdown. Yeah." And then we cut to them in the booth and one of the old men kisses the other old men on the cheek. Yeah. And the and the first old man does a double take like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and I wanted it to cut back to more like cheering from the main characters and then cut back to them just like hardcore taking their shirts off making out. Uh-huh. Just doggy booth. style to wrap it all up in, in a nice sloppy oh, yeah. sweaty bow. And speaking of coming full circle, speaking of coming, uh, uh, uh bull cut kid. Come, come, sub- come, come. Yeah. <laughs> he, he makes the last touchdown. Uh, and so he runs up to some girls. Did you see me? Did you see me do a football? And the girl's like, yeah, I guess you have some potential. And he's like, yeah, I have some potential. And that kid proceeded to not get laid for sure. But his team fucking picked him up on their shoulders and walked away with him. Oh my god, that guy. That kid, man. God bless him. Uh, and unlike the last movie, we don't have a litigation to deal with. We don't have... The villains nope. are already dealt with. Villains are do- dead. We know that. We don't We don't have hefty Christian overtones. There's this- no Christian overtones in this movie. It's weird. It's, it's almost unsettling. Yeah. It's only, like... I don't know. What, what overtones exist? xenophobic uh anti-russian yeah as any good american movie would and what a wild ride why how could this movie have only made 10 million in the box office because they didn't have the longer scene where they read out the newspaper i guess though if they had fleshed out the the famous flying frams maybe this movie would have stood a shot maybe airbud would still be alive it was, you know what? Okay, so so compare it to uh, Airbud. We rated Airbud. What did we get? For for memory's sake, we rated Airbud five out of ten. I'm gonna ask two questions, and the first question I'm gonna ask is, do you want to re-rate Airbud after this movie? Exactly. That's what I was saying the first time. I was like, I don't want to rate Airbud too high because I know every movie's gonna be worse. Uh huh. So does Airbud move beyond a five? Do you think? How you feel? I guess we. I feel like we gotta say like a seven, right? Because we don't want to say it's like an. We're bumping up two points. Hot damn. Yeah, I feel like it, right? Because it's gotta. Because we're rating it in relation to other Airbud movies, so we might, we might as well put that as like a ten out of ten. Like, it's, if we could tier list it, that'd be great, but we can't do that yet because we haven't seen the other ones. No, no, no. We can't. Listen, we're gonna. We'll, we'll we we'll move things around retroactively after the fact. Again, like I said, Airbud, our, our initial impression. This is a five out of ten. After Golden Receiver, maybe it's a 7 out of 10. Maybe it's a 10 out of 10. Do we just, like, move it up right there? I, I think I had more fun watching Golden Receiver now that I'm thinking about it. I Here's my thing. I 
because the the beginning like 40 minutes really plods along it's very slow but i think the highs are higher the lows might be lower but the highs are yeah. definitely higher in golden receiver I, like you know what the basketball movie note is a better movie overall because it's got like all these it doesn't deviate from like you know like the the, the there's this main plot that he lost his dad and he's trying to get like like um you know, get comfortable in his new town and everything yeah. and, and move on with his life. And that happens in the basketball movie. It's, uh, there's, it, it's, there's a, there realistically, there's a lot that happens in this movie. There's a lot of plots. Yeah. Not, not all of them matter. Arguably, no. none of them matter. I, I feel like the villains bring this movie down a lot. They really do. The villains by existing. That said, yeah. sword fighting monkey. <laughs> sword fighting monkey. I don't know. I think that at least cancels out how bad the villains are. Just that scene existing. So okay. Well, we gotta rate it. We gotta rate it. All right. Fuck, I'm gonna this say is really hard. Um, this this one I'm gonna say. Okay, if everyone one was a seven out of ten. Is this a? Is this a six? five? Is this a six? Six, five, five. I, Let's say five. I I, I think I I'm don't know. Ah, see, instinctively, I do want to say five. But the, well, the, we just, the Fram, why do you need Fram's a rating? Dance? Why do you need a rating? We just went through talking about the whole thing. You know every thought, as if giving a number is going to change the previous thoughts. I know, thoughts. but like my brain goes to the Fram dance and sword fighting <laughs> monkey, and that's like a whole point added. I kind of so want to say six. I think six. All right, six out of ten. It's a little bit worse than the original Airbud, but it's got again higher highs. All right, uh, and then uh, does this. No, I was gonna say this movie ends with Hallelujah as the credits, but that was no. But this movie does end with Martian Manhunter coming down. <laughs> You're right. I forgot. Uh, the 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 the, the vet morphs into, <laughs> into to Martian, Martian Manhunter. No, no, no. The fat coach, Martian Manhunter, morphs into the old, wise, black coach from the first movie. Oh, my God. He's just all the coaches of all the movies. Is that our new headcanon? Martian Manhunter's every coach in every movie coming up? Air Bud is Josh's dead dad reincarnated, and every coach in the movie is just Martian Manhunter. This is what he's we doing do. while the world's getting destroyed in, like, the four uh, fucking DC movies. We didn't talk about the music, and it was very interesting, because they had, like, every genre of music shoved into this movie. A lot of surf rock. A lot was, of surf rock. There was surf rock, and then there was jazz. There was really funky, like, upbeat jazz. I I don't know. Like, there probably are individual parts we could dive in on more, too. I think there was some ska. I think there might have been a little bit of ska. This, this movie's a fucking trip. This movie is a trip. If this is a sign of things to come, then... We're we're gonna get our full our money's worth out of this twelve months plus because there's fourteen fucking movies. All right, all right. I guess that's it for us here, uh, Jesse. Why don't you sign us off? Yep. Well, if you liked that, and if you want more updates on uh, any of these movies, any of the going ons, if you want pictures of dogs, what have you, you can follow us at On Air Buds on Twitter. You can follow us individually at Cymore Comics or at Japer. You know, uh, you know. Check out our master show, the Saturday Morning Cartoon Podcast, with new episodes every Saturday morning. They're also completely inoffensive. Shut up. If you like this, like, comment, share, give it five stars. This is on all the you know podcast platforms. Tell your friends about it. 
the show where we talk about Airbud, the most requested show podcasting has ever seen. I th- and yeah, uh, remember, uh, let your mom have sex. She has womanly needs too. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> That's so fucking dumb. <laughs>